it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. That's just like a, what is that? Like a slogan from a news show or something? Yeah, like, GMA. America. Oh yeah, that is, a, it's an actual show, huh? Yeah, it's okay. like a news network or it's like something. Something, it's something like, like that. Yeah. Good morning, universe. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> My Greetings nose is from- so red right now. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah it's dripping guys. So it's something that I didn't realize until I've been married is that I fall asleep and I'm freezing. Like my toes and hands are freezing Yeah, because Patrick's always like, you're freezing. Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm super warm. The other day he's like, he he rolled over. He's like, you're like a hot pocket. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you just take a little. A little long to warm up or what? Yeah. So now it's like, where's my hot pocket at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing hot pocket down to put that on the graphic. <laughs> and it's so funny because I'm like super warm. He's like, it doesn't make sense because like you're moving around before you go to bed and you're freezing, yeah. but yeah. then you're sit- sitting still and then you're super warm. Well, you like, just got to warm up under them covers. I feel like that's what happens. No, but my toes and hands are always cold, except for when I wake up. I, yeah. I don't know. The only explanation know. is that you're a hot pocket. So <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> I, it's the only thing, truly. Yeah. 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 So little hot pocket. Um, <laughs> do I get to call you that? Or is that like Patrick only? <laughs> we to change Something. your name in my phone to hot pocket. Some people have cute names like honey and like yeah. sweetie and like a babe, love, baby. love. hot pocket, yeah. hot pocket. That's amazing. What's your heck no? We're going to start on the negative and another positive. That's a good idea. Um, my heck no is really, um, I feel like really relatable when I'm not very good at dates. I've got certain dates for certain people down and that is it. Like I'm not even great at my siblings birthday sometimes. But my least favorite thing is when you're on the phone with a girlfriend and then they, they like you hang up and it's like a normal conversation or whatever. And then hours, minutes later, they post on their story, something about how it's their birthday. And you're like, what (laughs) you mean? We just talked for an hour and I didn't know it was your birthday and you didn't mention it. And I didn't get to say anything about how it was your birthday. How are you supposed to say it though? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like you say like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Da, da, da. Like, I'm doing great. By the way, it's my birthday. Maybe <laughs> I'm just the problem. Maybe no, no. I just need to, no, I know. It's like, I, like, I, I agree. No fix it. Yeah. Right. I agree. It's weird to not know it after you just had a conversation, but like, how do you even say that if you're on the other end? I don't know, but it just happened last night with our doula. And now I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm going to fix that somehow but 
mean, people, but the thing is like, most people don't expect you to remember. Right. So. They don't, but it's still a heck no. It's like, gosh, dang it. Honestly, like, that's the reason to have Facebook truly is to yeah. get notified for people's birthdays. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was cross-checking someone, someone had shared a birthday post or something, what I thought was a birthday post on their story from a friend of theirs that was like, happy birthday, whatever. And I was like, is it their birthday? So I checked Facebook. Yeah. Where do you go? Facebook. <laughs> that is always Facebook is the birthday calendar. That's all uh-huh. it is anymore. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Oh man. What about you? What's your heck? Um, mm. 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 <laughs> so we could do a whole podcast on heck knows, to be honest. <laughs> This week's podcast, the Heck No Podcast. <laughs> Super negative. I'm sure we're going to get make a ton sure, of bad reviews on it. Make sure you're in a mentally good place before listening. Because <laughs> you'll feel like you're in a black hole when you finish. <laughs> so Gosh. when this comes out, I have a week and a half until Patrick's gone. Ugh. So yeah, that stinks. Um, he'll be... Well, not gone, gone, obviously, but like I'll be in Kentucky. He'll be on his way back to Virginia. So then he can take his military flight to Japan. Mm. So yeah, he'll be there and I'll be here. Not there. I will not be there and I will not be here, but I'll be somewhere else. And (laughs) uh, yeah, so that's that's a heck no if I ever heard one. (laughs) it's not as bad as a heck no when you're like avery's gone i can't contact him and i have a hole in my wall that's spraying water but (laughs) okay but but it is a heck no when it's like heck no you're moving overseas also we're going to compound it with a deployment every year for six months yeah i feel like that's that's a more hefty heck no mine is like a crisis mode like Okay. 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 This is, this is temporary, but yours is a little less easy to like mentally tell yourself it's temporary because it's going to be a couple of years of it. So yeah, yeah it's not win. temporary. This you is win that category. Life. Yeah. <laughs> I win. Good. Yeah, you I always win. wanted to win. I know. <laughs> I'll send you I know. A I'm trying later. to like every single person is just like, so if anyone missed it or they don't have Instagram, they just listen to the podcast. Um, we are moving to Japan for three years. And, um, I'm going to be living in Japan for about five months every year. And then living in the States for the other, um, seven months, months. I'm doing math for the other (laughs) seven months. Um, so what we're going to do is Patrick and I are packing up this weekend or like this week that this is coming out and we're getting a U-Haul on, or a trailer to connect to his truck on the 24th of February. And then we're packing everything in that. And then we're driving to Kentucky, Owensboro, Kentucky, which is like West Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like moving me there and I'm going to live in my friend's Airbnb until I find a house that I like to buy. Um, and then I'll move into that house and live there. And then I'll just be back and forth to Japan in and out of you know, Patrick's deployments and trainings and stuff. I won't be in Japan when he's not there. Everyone's like, people are so honestly, people are so entitled. They're just like, I don't even know if entitled is the right word. They're just like, why would you not stay there? You don't want to hang out with other military wives. Like, Uh, why don't, why wouldn't you just like 
you know, make a home for him there. Like, no. why wouldn't you just like stuff like that? I'm like, ew, why would you go to Kentucky? Like things like that. And I'm just like, I, why do people have feel the need to say that? Like, how about you get the news real quick? A month into marriage, all of this is happening. And then you have two weeks you to own. figure out your life. Yeah. When you literally live in an Airbnb. You don't have a home. Right. And now your husband's leaving oh. to live on a ship and you don't have a home. I don't, I can't, I can't say that. I was getting some messages regarding your move. That was like making me upset. Like, yeah, good luck figuring out who's going to be the nighttime and the early riser when recording your podcast. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I just don't feel that I don't understand the need. Like, no, unless you were in that specific situation. And even then, like people are so different. You and Patrick and are I'm, different than yeah. Susie and Dylan down the street. Maybe you're right. going to do the same exact thing, but you're going to handle it differently. Totally. And like, it's so like a, a week ago, literally a, a week and a half ago, we thought we weren't going to Japan. Right. Everyone <laughs> did. People were praying literal rosaries for you to no, not go. We to literally Japan. thought because everyone else going to Japan found out a month and a half ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. I so we that. literally were like, if we were going to Japan, we would have found out known. with everyone else. Yeah. And <laughs> but it turns no. out it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. No, they just found the sticky note about contacting you guys to let you know, like under their pile of stuff. Yeah. And we're like, oh, shoot, we never did that. Also, they didn't know we were married. They didn't know, Patrick, that someone forgot that, to file that paperwork. That makes me so mad because I guarantee you that would have played a role in this. Yeah. So they thought they thought they were sending we a think- single dude. Yeah. So that's good. Love that. Love that. Love, that Love the organization you. in the military. <laughs> Let's just give it up for the round of applause. <laughs> okay, the so only I don't know. We don't know what happened. We don't know. Yeah. Like you can only speculate. It is what it is. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like God doesn't make mistakes, and I keep telling myself that. It's yeah. like that was just in the plan, and yeah. you know, maybe we found out later, so I had less time to freak out and more time to move into action. So I don't know. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, here we are. And another thing, everyone's like, Japan's so great. You're going to love it. Like why would you be, and I'm like, I hate that um, every time I move somewhere, like, let me make a decision. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not going to be better than your familiarity and community and friends that you have where you're at right now. And I don't it's care not going to be better than living in the States. It's just not, not because I'm not in Japan. You can't yeah. see family. Exactly. I like, you know, it's just not, it's, it's right. $3,000 to get over there every single time. Right. Right. So it's like, yeah. I hope you know, our nest egg is going towards that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come to Japan, but it's like things like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, I understand I'm obviously really sensitive right now. <laughs> right. And well, I, yeah, that, that's the problem is people don't understand. Like I could have told you all of those things and like, I literally have moved like how many 15 times in my life at this point. And one of them was overseas and one of them was to Alaska, which is practically overseas. And I could tell you all those things. Like you're going to find things you love about it. You're going to get into routine. I could tell you all the positive, great things, but that would be doing an injustice to the fact that like, no, actually this sucks. And you're allowed to let it suck. I'm allowed you're to let allowed it suck. To, yeah. Yes. And I can't stand how quick people are to jump into like, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. And it's like, yes. I, and, and like I hope I guys, do. Right. I hope I do. any of you know, Cece, you know, like mentally she will adjust and reprioritize, recalibrate, and it'll get better. It'll move on, but it's allowed to suck. 
And I feel like too often we're just like, carry your cross, offer it up. It's fine. It's going to be great. There's a reason. Life God is about been. suffering. Life is right. It's like, no, it isn't. Life is about like living it joyfully. Like there's such like a false like thing of like work. You, you know, work is suffering. Like, you know, motherhood is suffering. Like you have yeah. to always give it up, give it up, like offer it up, suffer with through it. And I'm like, why like Jesus (laughs) died on the cross for us to live a life of joy right 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 and like everything is suffering well and it just is like I oh yeah I just I think there's a time and a place for comments like that I also think there is there should be a foundation of a friendship there to make comments like that I don't think anyone and everyone gets to just feel um like entitled to share that. And I mean, I know it always comes from a place of like meaning to do good, but it honestly sounds insensitive when it's coming from someone you don't know that does not know your situation, that does not know what you like are dealing with in your marriage, in your friendships, in your life, in your work, in your whatever, because there's a lot of layers to it. And so it just like, it just, it seems so insensitive and so quick to just move past how much this does suck. Yeah. And, and, and it's the nuts. same time when everyone's like, why are you going to Kentucky? I'm like, first of all, my business is registered there. Right. It's six, six hours from me. Yeah. Guys. It's six hours from <laughs> Megan. It's three hours South of my brothers. It's three hours from Austin, the basic yeah. Catholic. It's I, like right next to the woman I talk to every single day, right. Mary Catherine. Right. Um, I'm living like on her property in her Airbnb. And like, I don't have anywhere else to go. Like I can right. live in someone else's house or I can live in my own space and have like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I could move to Arizona. How am I getting out? Like the thing is, I also have to be able to road trip my stuff there. I already just paid three grand for someone to move me out of DC to put it into a storage unit in Virginia beach. People are like, why don't you move back to DC? I'm like, cool. Why don't I just pay another $3,000 for someone to move me back up to DC where I have no place to live, where I have to pay $2,000 for rent a month. Right. Right. Well, we have to pay for two houses in two different countries. Right. Yeah. Let me just like do that. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, that's why I think there needs to be in order to make comments like that, there needs to be a foundational relationship in real life because otherwise people just, you don't know. And there are so there's, it's so much more complex than it seems. You're obviously not going to lay out your financial situation and all the pros and cons of every single thing you guys have looked at within 24 hours, because that's how fast you had to make decisions. Right. You're not, no one's going to know all of that. So sometimes the only thing that should be shared is like, oh my goodness, I can't imagine. I just want you guys to know that we're praying for you. Right. Like where do you, and just like, yes. And that's the best. Cause it's like, you're making decisions of where you have the biggest support. Yes. And you have to. And like, I could move in with my dad or like my aunt in Arizona, but I'm living in their house and I don't want to be like taking it upon, but then I also am living out of a suitcase, right? Because I don't Mm -hmm. have any of my stuff and we're not going to pay thousands of dollars for movers to move it over to Arizona when it's like, I'm not going to buy a house. And like, I don't like Arizona. Like, of course I would like to be by family, but I just don't like it. Right. So it's not my favorite place. Like, it's just, it just, I don't like the weather. So, um, there's like, I just don't. Factored the weather in and it's a yeah. no, really. I just don't like the desert. So yeah, there's certain things and it's like, yeah, I could move into their house. I could sleep on like, I, I, I could bed. sleep on a, a, like a blow up mattress at my father's in his office. Like, but like what certain, kind of life is that? You know what I right, mean? Like it's temporary. It feels so temporary versus yep. like I have a business partner and dear friend who's offering me their apartment to live right. in. And like, I'm going to be able to drive 
our truck down there and use the truck. And like, right. I will have a car versus right. in Arizona. I wouldn't have a car. Like right. there's so many things where people are just like, why wouldn't you do that? And it's like, we've already, this is like, <laughs> we've already thought about it. Like, this is the best decision. Like Owensboro is very safe. It's super Catholic. There's mm-hmm. such a great community there. Like just Mary Catherine has so many just good connections. Like I have a great realtor right. now. Like I have a great right. like banker. I have, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Great mm-hmm. doctors, like great dentists. And like, it matters to have that comfort. Yep. And also I have to have a community to check on my house when I'm not there half the year. Right. Like right. that's also really important. Right. So well, there's, yeah, I don't and know. We could like- talk about it forever, but it's like, <laughs> There's so well, you're much losing, you, within two weeks, you're losing your absolute best friend and life partner. You're losing stability. You're losing community. You're losing like just that consistency. So your next obvious option would be go where you can do that, which is mm-hmm. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why there's a and never in my life would people. I have thought that I would be living in Kentucky, but like the business at the end of the day, it's like, Patrick is going to be gone and I cannot contact him. So it's like the only way to really work on our marriage is to work on me and to work Mm -hmm. on prayer. Because at the end of the day, if I'm working on a relationship with God, then that's the only way I can grow closer to Patrick. Right. Um, Like when we can't talk for months. So it's like, I need to be in a place like I'm literally like specifically only looking for houses that I can ride my bike or walk to a church, like things like that. And like, that's my only way that I can mm-hmm. really be connecting to him. Right. And yeah, like, I want him to know that I'm safe. Like he needs to right. feel like he's protecting me and like, he's taking care of me. Right. And this and is putting like you, way. putting you in Kentucky around those people and everything will absolutely give him more peace of mind than knowing you're in Japan by yourself, knowing nothing with no car, with no, like that is so stressful. For well, him, what I was going to do too is and just you. Keep, yeah, keep our storage <laughs> unit in Virginia Beach and just get different Airbnbs around the country. I was like, maybe I'll just get a two week Airbnb in Charleston. I like Charleston. Maybe then I'll make my oh way my to gosh. Alabama, see Megan. Like, I don't know. We just like didn't like I needed to bring the car with me because we have nowhere. Like, we could rent a parking spot somewhere in Virginia and put the car there. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah. It's, yeah, it's a lot. We could, yeah. Sorry. It's just like so much venting. But yeah, there's certain things where like I, like, <laughs> If you're going to comment, just comment that you're you praying pray <laughs> or just don't say anything. Like, right. Right. Or like, I love Japan. You're so, I wish I was as lucky as you to go to Japan. And it's like, that's like, if someone's grandma dies and you're like, I wish I was as lucky to have a family member in heaven to pray to now. Like what, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Let me make the opinions about my life. And how you're going to feel about tough situations. Right. And like, I know that this is for a reason. And this is one of those things that in years you'll look back and be like, I totally understand. Maybe this is for, you know, business. Maybe this is for, you know, obviously it's going to make our marriage even better in a sense, even though it seems just the opposite, like we're getting torn apart, but, um, yeah, there's like, if we can do this, I just, we can do anything. So, yep. 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 (sighs) Yeah, well, sorry, that was a long heck no. Long heck no. There were yeah, but these knows, are these guys. are our girls. These I, are, know. I mean, and some men. Hello. Um, <laughs> but these are these are people, and feel like this was a, a flip flop. 
I moved out of New Mexico and my heck yes has got a little better and my heck no has got a little less. And now uh, you're taking one for the team. So. Yeah, I know it will get better. And like it that's will. going into my heck yes is like house hunting has been fun. It's weird mm. knowing that we're going to own a house that Patrick will never live in. Yeah. Um, so that's really weird but it is fun. It's fun looking at like, okay, do I want to do renovations? Like do, if I put in this amount of money, will I be able to like make that back and more like different stuff like that? That is really fun. Um, and I'm having a good time with it. It's, it's an exciting part that I'm going to have a place that I get to like decorate and have space. And like, I love redoing furniture and like, that's such, that's so fun. Like, I can't wait to like buy a sander and like, that's therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. So it is fun that you're going to have space to start new hobbies and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that and just having, you know, I've been living in Airbnb, so it's like nothing's yours. So I'm excited to like open up our wedding gifts. Yeah. But it won't be until I have a house. So we're hoping that when I get back to the States in May, after being in Japan in April, that I can just move into a house by then. So Patrick and I all this week that this is coming out, will be um, making our way to Kentucky and he'll be there for about five, six days with me and we'll be house hunting. So Aww. yeah, it'll be fun. Sweet. It'll be fun. But yeah, that's a heck yes. That's exciting. I like no, buying that's a pro. stuff. So I like getting sent links to homes. So yeah, it's like it's a dopamine. Fun. Well, you know, with ADHD, you like chase dopamine hits. And I'm like, that's a dopamine hit. When I get that email from MLS, I'm like, there we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay. So Megan has a really big, I feel like your heck yes, it's even bigger than mine. Then <laughs> how's that doing? <laughs> Maybe. It is. Um, we found and got connected with a woman who is local, who has been doing has been a midwife for home births for over 40 years. Her daughter's followed me on Instagram or not her daughter, her granddaughter has been following me on Instagram and connected us. And we were reaching out and everything and asking for references and what this looks like and price and all of this stuff. And before we had committed with her, my girlfriend and I were out at dinner and this, I walk in and this girl looks at me like she knows me. And I'm like, how do I know this girl? I don't know this girl. (laughs) And then we just go ahead and sit down. But then the girl comes over and introduces herself and she's like, Hey, my name is Maggie. I introduced you to my grandma. Who's a midwife here. And my dad owns this pub and my mom's working at the bar. If you want to go talk to her, cause she had all three of us, um, a home birth. And I was like, what, (laughs) what are the odds? And so I was like, wow. Okay. They're they've got like family. So she never mentioned that literally you're like neighbors. Yeah, pretty much. Well, so, so her grandma is like 45 minutes away. Um, but she and her family and everything are 20 minutes away. They own this business, this Irish pub 20 minutes away from her house. And I'm like, what the heck? I've had like seven months pregnant. We had accepted that there was a home birth was not in the cards anymore heck we had also accepted that our doula wasn't going to be able to come because they're not allowing more than one person in the hospital right now. Um, so we just like accepted all losses <laughs> and, and I was like mentally preparing battle plans to go in and get out as soon as possible and just have a baby <laughs> that was healthy, which is terrible. Like that's like survival mode for birth and that should never be a thing, but this midwife who's been a midwife for 40 years. And she only goes by word of mouth. 
only goes That's by why word you of mouth. She doesn't have a website. Her. She literally, I know. I'm like, what the heck? So there's no other way for us to have been connected but divine intervention. And she is going to come to us for everything because she's local enough, which we thought there was only one option that was local. And she is a thousand, at least a thousand dollars under our budget because we're so far along when we've gotten in touch with her that she's like, well, I'm not going to charge you what I would for a full pregnancy. You're 30 something weeks. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're having a home birth now. And it just like came in a package on our doorstep from God when I had surrendered and he was like, there you go. Good job. <laughs> and, then, and then sent us the midwife. Think we would learn like, well, right. Okay. It's like that whole thing where it's like, if your hands are full, like you have no room for him to give you something. Yeah. You know? so that's a good point. It, yeah. And then you create space for yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So now every time I look at our master bedroom, I'm like, I could put candles there. I could put the birthing tub there. Avery's oh, you're doing a tub. He, I would love to. I also don't know if my mind will change though. Sienna or Dula. One? No. Or she- so she has one. Uh, we could do it in our master bath, but it's not as comfy as like a birthing tub. Yeah. Um, but Avery's decided he wants to catch the baby, which is super cool. However, that might change if I decide I'm not getting out of the water. I don't know if Avery's going to be like, yeah, let me get in there with you. Cause he's so picky about things being clean and that's just not it for him. I feel like he wouldn't be thinking about that. I don't want, I hope so, but he still remembers certain hygiene aspects of my hospital birth. And like, it's PTSD for him. <laughs> like, like the smell of birth and stuff like that. Like I, I don't remember it at all, obviously, but he was like, oh no, that is a specific stench. And I'm like, okay, babe. <laughs> I would be like, don't tell me that. Now I'm gonna I be just self-conscious about freaking giving birth. Well, I'm literally, I'm like, well, I'll just do it in the water and you will never know. So <laughs> Well, like he can hold the mirror and stuff. I've seen that. that, I mean, just everything about it. And it was just so cool talking to her because she she's Christian. Our duel is Christian. Avery's my husband, obviously. And so God is just going to be so present. I mean, as if he isn't already, but he's just going to be so present in the whole birth and the whole labor process. And it's just like, once we go this way, we're never going back. I will never end up in a hospital ever again. There's just no way. So yeah. Well, where are you going to use like that Christian, like it's called like hypnobirthing. Yeah. Music. I'd love to, I have it. Um, I think it'll come and go and change if I get to have like a normal labor where I'm not just sitting there wondering when something's going to happen because uh-huh. I've been drugged up and stuff. <laughs> um, then yeah, I think I'll, it'll ebb and flow. It's really cool to think about like waking up and being like, Oh, I think I'm going to labor and then just not having to go anywhere. And being like, okay, maybe try to take a nap or go downstairs and get some water or go for a walk around the neighborhood, like 100% in control and like at peace because there's no rush to go anywhere. No rush to hook me up to anything. No, like just full confidence that this is going to progress. And if it doesn't, we have emergency plans for that. Right. We're literally less than five minutes away from an ER, but just very, very cool. I don't even think it's fully like hit me yet until I meet her for an appointment. And it's like, wait, you are I can't my believe- home birth midwife. Leave it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't believe but, it. I've got a friend um, photographer now. Okay. Your <laughs> baby, your baby is due April 18th. Wait, baby's due April 18th. Dang it. I know I'm you're going to be in Japan. I was going to say, I could just drive <laughs> down. Well, I'll be there in May. So yeah, you'll be there not long after. So it'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Word. Oh, also had a what in the dang heck moment. I feel like we don't ever share these very often. We have callers call in with them sometimes, but I was at a thrift store. Like it's a hole in the wall. Actually, no, it's not even a hole in the wall. You know how there's like those little old town strip malls and like old downtowns and yeah. like there's a coffee shop and then there's like a, a it's downtown restaurant. Auburn. Opelika. Opelika. Um, Opelika. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and there's this little antique thrift store and it really was just like floor to ceiling. You could barely walk in it, just like old collectible stuff. And none of it was stuff that I would like actually buy, but I was like, this is just cool. I want to walk around. Didn't find anything that I liked. As I walked out, I saw in the window, this like sign that was like, you know how guys have garage signs that yeah. say different things. It said, if you're found here tonight, you'll be found here tomorrow. Warning. And it like had guns on it. And I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. And Avery wants to like deck out our garage and signs like that. And so I was like, I got to go ask how much that is. So I went back inside and was like, I have a question about your sign in your window with the guns on it. Like how much is that? And this old man, 70, 80 year old man who owns this place, who has like him framed in newspaper clippings on, on it's like looks desk. like a hoarder place right because yes. they all look like yes. hoarders yeah yes 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 like you have probably um, 40 cats at home and like soil yes. newspaper everywhere yeah yeah okay, but totally. apparently this guy is like kind of the hometown hero and he's brought like antique and vintage back into downtown Opelika so the newspaper did a story on him and he clipped it into this frame and all this stuff so I asked him how much the sign is with the guns on it and he goes oh that's for this right here and he pulls out his gun and shows me his gun and he's like that ain't for sale and I was like okay <laughs> just walked out because I was like I don't that has never happened to me before in a store a guy has just pulled out, pulls his out gun. a gun <laughs> I wasn't intimidated or anything no. it's like he's aiming at me or anything but I was just like wow I'm in Alabama that was pretty cool <laughs> I also don't know how to feel about that <laughs> what just happened like that's not, oh sweetie that's not for sale uh yeah that's for this right here i, like, I thought oh. you were gonna say he put up his like guns like he did like a muscle oh, no no like, no but then you had he a, pulled his pistol out you should have pulled his pistol making his muscles that's for no right <laughs> no that's his like don't trespass sign basically don't trespass if you're here tonight you'll be here tomorrow because i'll have shot you with this pistol right here that's what he was oh going with that. And gosh. I was like, oh, okay, just kidding. You can keep that. You need that more than my husband does. I'll go. I'll slowly back away. <laughs> yep. Have a good day, sir. Bye. <laughs> but yeah. That's Anyways, hilarious. we're wow. going to talk about entrepreneurship and like business today because yeah. it's episode 80 and we should have done this a long time ago. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And we got a lot of like voicemails about it. So mm-hmm. we can kind of go through those a little bit too. Um, so yeah, but first Coast Catholic, they're into the desert Lenten bundle. If you guys listened to our pod last week, we had Mari on and she's literally the sweetest talk about entrepreneurship. The fact that she has over like a dozen people working for her is incredible. And that she's able to employ that many people. It's just like, it's, it's such a blessing that she's able to bring Catholic jobs to the market in that way. So, yep. Yeah, she until Desert Lenten bundle. Um, it comes with the Desert Lenten guide, which is like printed out and so pretty and like in a booklet. And honestly, I was reading through it. I was like, this is so good. 
like yeah. such a good reminder. It totally schedules out your Lent and it's super intentional instead of like we were talking about last week, just being like the day before, like, what do we do? What do we do? Um, yeah. It we also do. has prayer journal and a desert rosary and her rosaries. I have a few of them. They are so well-made. Like the beads are heavy and like, feel like, but they're like good. soft. Yeah. But like, feel you know like mean? good China in a way, like yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Um, porcelain, like, but like not, I don't know, but like stone, but like <laughs> it's weird, but you can tell they're well-made because they're mm. like heavy and not cheap or anything like that. They're just beautiful. Yeah. Um, so the, the devotional walks you through the 40 days of Lent day by day and totally helps you live out the three pillars of Lent, which is fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. Um, so it gives you like prayers and prompts and challenges and stuff like that. And there's a community you can do it with in the Facebook group. Um, so check it out. You can get 10% off the Lenten bundle with code HECK10, capital H-E-C-K, 10 for 10% off. And you can go to directly to their shop at www.west coast. Sorry. I was like, I was going to say West of perfection. <laughs> sorry, I knew it when you paused, I knew it. Yeah. Shop at westcoastcatholic.org and West coast Catholic on Instagram. You can find photos of it and everything and links there too. So, oh my gosh, yeah. the photos of it are beautiful. Literally it does. I love how she names it like into the desert. I'm like, because yeah. they're desert colors. And so just like, it's pretty. everything about the intentionality behind design and branding and marketing I'm just oh she kills it it is it's like the magnolia of catholic goods Mm -hmm. we love love it it. we love it we love it okay so for those of you who don't like fully know what cc and i do for work or like how we have income or like anything like that because we we have a lot of things Like there are a lot of different things on each of our Mm -hmm. plates. So it's not like you follow us and go, oh, she does that one thing. Maybe you think I just like just do photography in this podcast, or maybe you think uh, Cece just started West of Perfection and like, that's what she does with the podcast or like Mm -hmm. whatever. But there's a lot of different other things that we do as well. And so from the beginning, uh, for me, it was like 18, 19. I don't know when it was for you where you were like, yeah, I don't want to work a nine to five for one person. Like I, want I wanted my to. time. You did. I yeah. thought I was going to around like 17, 18. When I got into college, I thought I'm going to work in downtown New York, wear my cute pea coat and my heels and work for a firm. Yeah. Like a totally graphic design same. firm. That's what I'm going to do. And then when I got a summer job in Alabama for nine to five <laughs> hourly paid, And I was like, no, actually, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. And I want to be able to make the decisions on what work I'm doing, when I'm doing it, where I get to go for it. Like if I get to travel more because of it. Um, Yeah. So around like 19 or 20 for me, that was when I was like, no, I got to figure out a way to not have to be hired on for my income to not be dictated by someone else seeing Mm -hmm. my potential. Yeah, that's, that's such a good point because yeah, most of the country and just like, okay, for instance, the military, we both know like (laughs) our husbands, they get pay raises based on the amount of time they have in a sense in the military. It's not based on like how good you are or like how well or what not like not good you did your job. And so it's all based on like timing and years you've put in. So it's like, 
there's not, it's not like if you do really good on this, you get a raise right. or you get a bonus. Like mm-hmm. it's not like that. And honestly, that's like most of the country. It's not time particularly, but just the potential that your boss sees in you mm-hmm. um, and what openings there are is, so it's almost like a lot of you leveling up in that particular career is based on external circumstances. Yeah. Um, which is a really tr- tricky to wrap your mind around because um, I, I, you know, I work with a lot of women who they're like, you know, I'm working so hard and this girl got the, yep. this girl got the promotion and not me, which is like, then they start to think with, they start to seep into the lack of confidence where it's like, well, she's just smarter than me or she has a better, you know, she went to Harvard and like, I didn't and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you start comparing and go down this ugly funnel Yeah. when in reality, it's like, you could have been doing your best, but it wasn't being personal. It wasn't in the cards. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so when, when did you first start working for yourself aside from like cleaning people's homes and me babysitting (laughs) and selling cookies and all that kind of stuff? Cause we've always done that growing up. Like I was selling paintings, lemonade, cookies, babysitting, dog sitting, whatever it was to make extra money. CC was going and cleaning people's homes. CC was selling leotards. Weren't you at one point? Like selling gym leotards. So I would go, (laughs) there was like every year there was like big, two times a year, there's like big garage sales in our village. Mm -hmm. And like, when I say village, I literally lived in a village. Like people are like, oh, it's like, no, it's called a village. Like it's like a group of homes that are in a town, but like there's a smaller village in the town. Yes. Um, and there was always like two like village wide garage sales every year or something. So I would go around and I would help people organize. Like a lot of the times it's like, you just have a ton of crap shoved in a basement. And then it's like, I don't know what I want to sell. It's too much work to go through it. So in a sense, I would help them go through it all and be that like almost, um, why can't I think of the word? I don't know what you're trying where to it's think like of. your partner, like you have, uh, like where you depend on them to like hold each other accountable, accountability partner. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was pretty much like accountability partner to people cleaning. So like I would go and work with them to go through and sort through like all of their stuff in their basement. And then I would help them like price stuff and put it out in an organized way. And then I would take like a percentage and cut of like what was sold. That's genius though. That's genius. <laughs> I was like in middle school. Um, so yeah, things like that. Or I would be like, you know, I would, I don't know. I like always hung out with moms and I would be like sitting on the porch or something they'd be like oh yeah my kitchen's so just like disorganized I have to organize it and I never want to I'd be like oh I'll do it I'll do it for 40 bucks and I'll just like organize their kitchen clean out all the cupboards like stuff like that it's just like you knew someone wouldn't want to do this and they'll pay for it um So I did a lot of that. I did tutoring. So another gap that I found, you just like look for gaps and what people don't want to do. And you know, it's worth that they'll pay you to do it Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, whole idea of like homework in elementary school is complete. I just don't agree with it. I don't think there should be homework because it's like these kids are in school seven, eight hours a day and their parents get home from work. And now their parents have to spend the quality time with their children doing more homework. Like that makes no sense. If you couldn't get it done in that seven hour school day, then why are you going to school? Like, yep, 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 yep. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, I was homeschooled and got it on three hours. Like, yeah, yeah, literally in elementary school. 
Right. Um, like they can paint at home, like don't have them, you know, like don't have them color there. They can color at home. Right. Um, anyways, I could go on and on, but a lot of parents don't want to do the homework because they get home from work and then they know that they're going to fight with their kid for two hours and that, and then it's time for them to go to bed. Mm. So it's like, why am I spending this time fighting with my kid when I can just be peaceful, peacefully make dinner while someone else is doing homework with my kid. Right. And so that's what I would do. I would, I had like a neighborhood. And what happens is like, once one family figures out that you're doing that for their kid, then another family wants to do it. Then another family wants to do it. Totally, totally. Because it's like, wow, I get like two peaceful days knowing Mm -hmm. that like, they're going to have their homework taken care of. And like, you know, reading 20 minutes is one thing, but like working through like long division or whatever it is, or like word problems. It's like, I wouldn't have the mm-hmm. patience for that too. If I just got up at six and got home at right. five, like, come right. on. So I would do that and do like tutoring. And then I taught tumbling and then, um, yeah, I sold gymnastics leotard. So like <sighs> at, um, thrift stores and different stuff like that. Most of the time, most people thought gymnastics leotards were one piece swimsuits. And so they were always put in the swimsuit section and sold for like 60 cents, um, things like that. And so I would buy them all up, clean them, and then put them in lots based on sizes. So it'd be like a lot of three leotards that are small and um, sell them on eBay in lots. And so if I bought three leotards for $3, I could sell it for, you know, $80 with $10 extra in shipping. They're paying me. That's like $30 a leotard. And I bought it for 60 cents. Mm-hmm. you know, like that's yep. insane margins. And I just figured out how to, you know, work. eBay. Do that. Yeah. And I did that probably when I was nine years old till like 15, 16. Right. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun for me. I loved like, again, it's a dopamine hit, like walking <laughs> in and going straight to the swimsuits and be like, what's here. And I knew like what days they restocked their swimsuits. Mm-hmm. So like I would go in those days and yeah, it was just really fun and it's, it's fun to make money. So Right. It is. Well, <laughs> it is. and I think you've always been really good at finding the gaps that you were talking about and figuring out like, okay, what where can I give someone value or where can I provide something that someone else isn't versus yeah. for me, my drive has always been like, what do I love to do? And how can I make money off of what I love to do? So I loved baking. So I would do bake sales all the time. And I figured out yeah. one year that if I charged a dollar a cookie, I would make so much here and there. But if another year I said donations only people would pay way more. People would give me $5 for one cookie. And so I was like, okay. So then you like figure out how, like how things work and how to quote unquote up level. Um, Uh And you've always been so, so good. I mean, you still see it to this day on like where you're finding gaps, like, okay, women really struggle with confidence and there's no course out there about confidence. And you just had a course (laughs) on confidence for me. It was like, okay, I I love photography. How do I make this happen? Because I want to do this for the rest of my life or I love time with my family. So how do I find something to make money so that I get to spend more time with my family? Yeah. Um, well, you, so you do more, like we totally went different ways. Cause it was like, mm-hmm. you already knew your passion. And so you followed that passion and you figured out how to live in that passion. Yeah. And I didn't really know my passion, but I knew that I needed to make money. And mm-hmm. so it's not that I wasn't enjoying what I was doing, but I was enjoying those things because I knew that 
I was making money and helping someone. So it's like, you can go both those paths. Like what's my passion and how do I monetize that? Yeah. Or what is needed. And I feel fulfilled through helping. Right. Um, Yes. So true. But when I think as speaking about this from a Christian aspect or Catholic specifically aspect, both of those are glorifying to God because both are adding value to people's lives. Mm -hmm. One is glorifying him through the gifts and talents that he's given you. The other is also doing that, but in a different way, because you're offering a help to someone versus like a product or like photos to me as a product um, or a service or something like that. And so that's kind of one of the things too, at least for us, that's super important is we've found how we're glorifying God and it has strengthened our walk with him passion. by not, yeah. And our passion for him and for our relationship with him and our like heart for service and giving back, because like part of the best thing about making more money is how much more you're able to give back, whether in time or in mm-hmm. money. Um, that was like one of the most exciting things when we moved here and I found this, um, thing called baby steps and they help moms who get pregnant during college, have the babies, have all the resources they need, feed them, whatever. And I was able, because of the way I had worked in the past two to three years, I was able to say, yeah, I can offer you my photography services free of charge. Maternity I, shoots. Make, I know. And newborn ones. Like that's so fun. And yeah, I can make a meal for you once a month because I have the time now to do that. And so like, that's one of the biggest things about doing this from a Christian perspective, because it's so fun to make money, but it's even more fun when you have the freedom to do good things with that money. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know every time someone asks, like, okay, so how did you do it? It's like, well, how did, how did how do you do anything? Right. Like, I was like, you kind of just jump in. Yeah. <laughs> I but don't also, know. Like, how do you do anything? Like, number one, you look back and you're like, God did all of that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And but we took action in some part, right? right because right. If, he can't move a parked car. He can't. Right. It's impossible. Right. If you're sitting there with your hands full in something else, he's not going to move because right. your hands are already full. Like right. you don't it's have like the ability to earlier. even pick up something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know it's so hard to conceptualize, but I do like how we have sectioned it off. Like you see a gap in the market, fill that gap. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why you had a passion to fill it because chances are you're going to be really good at it. Um, right. Or you can just like sell that business and make money off of that. Or there's, um, or <laughs> yeah. Or there's, there's a reason that you were the one that noticed that gap. Like yeah. there's something that you personally can do to fill that gap in a way that no one else could. Um, right. Cause I think that's the other thing is we see, especially because of social media, we see other people who have are quote unquote self-employed or who have all these different passive income streams or who are influencers because they've got however many followers and they're able to make money and monetize that. And we're like, okay, so how do I be them? And it's like, no, they are already doing it with their name, their face, their personal brand, their identity in Christ. They're already doing that. So if you try to be them, someone's already being them. It's too it's bad. Them. You're it's not going to, they're already being them. <laughs> it's not going to work. You're not ever going to have the passive income streams they have. You're not ever going to have the freedom of time that they have because they've already done it for themselves. And I think people forget like that it is so individual. Like there's a reason you, CC found that gap and filled it because there was something that you alone could do in that gap. Mm-hmm. And same thing with like photographers, like yeah. this is maybe an easier way for people to understand, but like 
anyone can take a picture. Yeah. We all have phones. We all take pictures. Yeah. But there is something about the way my brain works and the way I edit and the way I tell you, you to have interact vision. with your spouse. Yeah. yeah. That, that is why they hire me. It's not because I can take a picture. And you can't teach that. You can't teach right. a vision. Right. Exactly. And so I think people need to kind of step back and go, okay, wait, what gaps do I see around me? Or what is my passion? And how do I monetize that? Because if you're too busy focusing on how do I like do what they're doing, then you're going to, you're not going to, it's going to fail. Cause and you have not to be really it. honest. Like that's so good, yeah. Megan, because it's like, also the passion thing, you have to think like, if that wasn't my passion, would I pay for it? Would I pay someone else to do it? Yes. Like, you know oh what gosh, I mean? That's such a good point. Like someone could be making rosaries and selling a rope rosary for, you know, parachute cord rosary for $15. But if, if all your friends are, you know, college students, if you were a college student, would you buy a $15 rope rosary from your friend? Right. Right. Like, I don't know, you know, like right. you have to always think of it from the other side. And so it's like, what is number one worth your time? And then mm-hmm. what is worth someone else's time and someone yes. else's money? How um, are you va- giving them value? How are you providing right, like, value? Megan's not going to charge $3,000 for a 30 minute photo shoot because she wouldn't pay $3,000 for a 30 exactly. minute photo shoot. <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's, um, there was always a running joke that because I was a graphic designer, I was going to go make t-shirts. Like that's what graphic designers do. They just make t-shirts because graphic t-shirts, right? Um, graphic teams, baby. And and they could, like I have enough love of design and colors and and that could be kind of fun, right? Like I make 10 different t-shirts and I, I sell these designs that I think are really cool. And I was passionate about making them, but is that going to be profitable? Like, am I actually going, is it going to be worth my time or should I just gift my friend's t-shirts that I design for their birthday or something like which one is going to be more worth my time of more value to that person receiving it like and I think sometimes we forget that because we're like okay passion got it I'm doing that why am I not being profitable Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's Mm -hmm. not the only aspect of it um and just talking about like not everyone is called to this. Yes. Like we need good Christian women in corporate. Like yes. we do, we need good Christian women, in healthcare and teaching all the things. Mm-hmm. Like you think who started our education system, honestly, Catholics who started <laughs> Elizabeth and <laughs> Seton, <laughs> who started our, um, healthcare system, Catholics, like yeah. who's you know what I mean? That's why we all have all these big, um, you know, like St. Jude, things like that. Like all these big, um, you know, like hospitals named after saints, like, you know, Mm. so it's like, we still need great Christian people in these spots, because what are the two things we all complain about healthcare and education? Yeah. You know what? Like I could complain about those all day, but am I the one doing anything about it? No, but I'm not called to that. Are we, do we still need great people in these areas? Absolutely. Like you are now more than ever. Right. Not everyone is called to the entrepreneurship and that's okay. Right. And like the same thing, like Megan had this vision in high school of like, you know, having that nine to five. And like, so did I like leaving high school. I wanted to be in, I wanted to study philanthropy and I wanted to be creating, um, I guess this is kind of like doing stuff my own way, but I wanted to be developing, um, nonprofits for like pro like, um, pro ball players, 
like being mm-hmm. able to be like, Hey, do you want to start a nonprofit? I will develop it. I will like do the galas for you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was pretty much consulting in the philanthropy in the philanthropic world. Like that's what I wanted to do. Um, it obviously didn't work out because I couldn't afford to get that degree and learn about it. But, um, I had like, God doesn't waste anything. Like mm-hmm. what happened was like someone reached out to me, you know, my, it ended up being my, now my best friend's sister, my matron of honor sister reached out to me. was like, Hey, I like your Instagram. Like da, 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 da. we're looking for someone to do that for the salon. And so then I worked right. for a really high-end salon for years, developing my marketing skills because God placed her in my you know lap and gave me the opportunity to hone in on those. Now, was I making incredible money? Like, did I, I mean, <laughs> I was working like 30 hours a week and nannying too, right. while going to community college, but I enjoyed it. I met friends. I had a you lot networked. of networked and networked and it gave me space to hone my skill and figure out what I didn't and didn't like to do. And right. like, you know, you can work your way up in something small like that, where it's like, you know, 50 women working in the same spot. So like, it doesn't, nothing is wasted. And I look back on that and I'm like, that got me in to like, that made me comfortable with editing video. Mm-hmm. That made me comfortable with being able, because I also worked at the front desk, being able to have those people skills, yep. never afraid to call people, never yep. afraid with confrontation, right? Because if people right. aren't happy with something, you're not afraid to be like, you know, have those hard conversations, right. not afraid to talk about money with people, not, mm-hmm. you know, and it gets you over a lot of that stuff. And I look back on those things and I'm like, thank goodness I had that working in a right. salon. No, that's not my end all be all, but like that helped me so much. Help me with beauty counter consulting, right? Like right. so many things that you learn from stuff and God is never going to waste any job right. that you ever had. Um, he just won't. And like, I mean, just thinking about like going to Japan, like I know God's not going to waste that. And I know right. I'll look back and say, yes, that's why. And everything makes sense. So like whatever your job in now, if you're not liking it, it's like, he's not going to waste that there. There's going to be something new. Cause like, I always tell myself, I'm like, when people are so miserable in the job and jobs, like Adam and Eve tilled the garden before there was sin, like yeah. they were working before there was sin. So, so like work shouldn't be this like suffering thing. Right. 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 Then like, we need to reprioritize and figure out something else. Um, but a lot of people say like, Oh, I work to live. Like I work hard. So then I can like live after work. And it's like, no, no, no. It should all be so integrated. Like it is part of your life. Right. Um, anyways, I could go on and on, but yeah, it's just something to think about. Like whatever you're doing now, he's not going to waste it. And, um, I kind of forgot where we were. Well, so I was going to say back to you working in the hair salon, like that's not what you wanted to do forever. But I think people think there's like a quick way or like a quick answer. Like, oh, I could just sign up with this business and sell this product because they do and they make lots of money. So let me just do that. I mean, guys, I tried that with Beauty Counter and there's a reason why CC's better at it and why I don't sell it anymore. Okay. So it's not like a one size fits all thing. And you kind of have to like, understand you have to be willing to put in work before maybe before you're paid at all but before you're making xyz money like i mean i i couldn't be a traveling wedding photographer if i didn't travel on my own dime to shoot some people to gain their trust to get portfolio work to gain more people's trust 
to have yes. a, you know, for like free. for free. For yeah. Free. And I had to be willing to take that risk myself. And if you're not, that's totally fine, but you have to understand that is an aspect to being entrepreneurial and to being self-employed. Like you are taking on that risk yourself. You are taking on that cut yourself. Um, and so, yeah, there's some sort of stability in not being self-employed. Yes to things. <laughs> Honestly, a big part of it too, just like Megan was saying, you're saying yes to things that you have never done. Yes. Like you're saying yes <laughs> to being a second shooter in a wedding and you've never shot a wedding, but uh-huh. guess what? You're going to figure it out and mm-hmm. you can take that chance because you're the second shooter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it would be something to say yes. If it would be risky to say, yes, I would probably slap you over the face. If you said yes to shooting a wedding, having never shot a wedding, I would highly (laughs) discourage that, but (laughs) I understand what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, there's certain things where you have to just take the leap. Like if someone's like, you know, like, can you do this? Can you do that? And you're like, I mean, I know I could figure it out. Yeah, I can do it. And you just figure it out. Like that's entrepreneurship. You just figure it out. And like to be where we are now, like I look back, I've had like, I'm on like my sixth job in like four years, (laughs) like (laughs) two years ago, all I was doing was photography. That's it. Yeah. Now I've got seven, seven little income streams that I've got to juggle. Right. And so you build and build and like, you have to go through stuff and you have to go through stuff to learn what you want. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing with dating. It's like, chances are the first guy you meet isn't going to be your husband, but guess what? You met him. So you figured you dated him. So you figured out what you wanted and didn't want. Right. And then you go to the next guy, you figure out what you want and didn't want. And it's the same thing with jobs. Chances are, you're not going to learn like, like fall on that first job. And like, after I didn't go to philanthropy route, I was doing two years of community college and I thought I would go away to college. I literally thought I would finish my degree. And I was like, you know what? I want to be in PR, public relations. I want to work for this boutique PR. I knew that I knew the exact boutique PR firm I wanted to work for in downtown <laughs> Chicago. I knew what neighborhood I wanted to live in. I knew I envisioned myself taking the Metro, walking with heels <laughs> down in my office. We're like, both in heels and people. You know what I mean? Like my father worked downtown. I, I imagined us like meeting for lunch and like all the things. Right. Mm -hmm. And like that never happened. And like, thank goodness, because just because I had that vision, God Mm -hmm. had something else. And I don't feel like I missed out on anything because when you're working your purpose, like you're not going to feel this FOMO. Right. Um, So yeah, there's, but, but you have to know, like, I, I think we get a lot of DMs even from like girls in high school, like, how do I do what you did? And it's like, I worked for a lot of things that didn't end up working out. Yeah. And you learn, yeah. you learn. You the have amount. to throw yourself into things. Right. And you of. don't just start like photography. It's a little bit different because it's like a skill, like a particular yeah. skill that you hone in on. And it only, you only learn it by practice and practice and practice right, and right, practice. Right, right, right. And it's really specific, but with something with what with I do, I've worked for five different startups mm. and I failed. I failed <laughs> a lot. I really yeah. have. I've worked for a lot of different startups, figured out what I do like working for, who I do like working for, who I don't like working for, what works, what doesn't, what's schemey, what's sketchy, what not to do through mm-hmm. other people messing up. And I've learned, and you just learn again through experience, but it's experience in a different way. It's experienced by failure, not experienced by practice. Yeah. Yeah. And each are great. 
future great. Right. Well, and I think the, like the, the last resounding thing that I see in our DMs regarding this is, well, I'm not really self-motivated. So then just do a, just do a nine to five because there's like, as I mean, you still do sound, have to be motivated to get up. You, oh, but absolutely. Like, but someone is going to hold, hold you, you accountable. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to hold you accountable. If you're doing this on your own, especially if you're a stay at home mom, especially if like you need to be the biggest accountability partner you've ever had in your life to stay consistent, to stay motivated, to stay disciplined, to continue to prioritize everything correctly. Like it's not going to work. You, then maybe start on self-motivation, start on making your bed every single morning and decide if you can do that. And then maybe pick up some other habits and then maybe consider if you want to go the entrepreneurial route, because otherwise you're going to start something, drop it, start something, drop it, start, start something, drop it. And you're going to be really ticked off because it's quote unquote, not working. You feel like you're running your tires. You haven't gotten anywhere, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, where in reality, it's just, no, you just haven't been consistent and right. Do you have, there has to be consistency and you have to be self-motivated and self-disciplined because you don't have a boss. You don't have rules about like what'll happen to you if you don't show up to work. There's, I mean, Mm -hmm. nothing really. I just wouldn't be successful. (laughs) <laughs> that would suck. It is. It is. A, I um, mean, and there's, okay. So let's take a break real fast, but, but I want to talk about ooh. risks as well. Mm-hmm. And yes. like, there is a big risk to it. Yeah. Um, not to like discourage people, but you want to tell us about, about our risky bedwear. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Nice. Nice transition. Okay. I know. I know guys, 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 this is my favorite sponsor. Can I say that? I don't want that to like offend our other sponsors in the past. We love all of them, but I have been working with mentionables personally for like years now. And when I found them, I like freaked out. I did a whole IGTV on like the importance of lingerie yeah. and you guys Christian watch it. marriages. It's still, up there. it's still up there. It's got 20 K plus views. Like it's, it's a very controversial topic. I feel like among Christian women, the con the conversation in general about sex, but like specifically about lingerie. And that's a Emily, the owner of mentionables, like sought to fill the gap where Christian women feel like they, one, can't find classy lingerie, two, can't let their husband shop for them because then they're just looking at porn, three, Mm -hmm. feel like they are losing self-confidence as they continue to browse for a lingerie set to wear in front of their husband because all these women are like models. Um, So Emily found all these gaps and filled it with mentionables where she creates classy, beautiful, feminine pieces for us to look at on mannequins, not models, on flat lays in beautiful lighting situations, share the link with our husbands who can then surprise us with something they'd like to see us in without them looking at porn. And it's just, it's, I just love everything about their products, mm-hmm. their pieces, their mission. I have so many mentionable pieces. I love them. Cece, you have some now, like our marriages are better for mentionables. So. <laughs> yeah. Talk about finding a gap in the market, you know, literally, literally. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. And what I will say too, is like, it's such a great gift for people like girls, like, Oh, send a gift card, like things like that. You know, um, it's so great. Like you can send an e-gift card to like a girlfriend that's getting married or something like that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's again, finding a gap in the market filling the gap. And now they have such a mission and a purpose. And they're so known for this. It's very niche and they're very known for it. So, um, what's our code for them? Heck yes. All caps, H E C K Y E S one zero. So heck yes. 10 gives you 10% off 
anything on their website. We'll put all the links to them in their show notes, but they're mentionables on Instagram. M-E-N-T-I-O-N-A-B-L-E-S. And they have such cute reels and stuff. I love them. I feel like I've gotten to know all the girls that work with them, but I've literally never even met Emily in person. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the risk. risk. Sometimes you have to be able to take a, like leave one job and have that gap and that risk of being like, oh my gosh, where is my income coming from Mm -hmm. in order to put it all in with Mm -hmm. another job? So maybe that saving up, saving up, saving up. So you're in a position to do that. That was kind of like, that's, that's what I had to do. Like I had, um, specific business ideas. And I knew that, you know, at the time (laughs) I didn't know that I was going to be married now where there would be like another income, you know? So it was like, I knew I had to save up to give me the space to go all in in something. And Mm. that just took planning and commitment to, and commitment to the plan. Right. Um, Commitment to your dream to do that. Like if someone is working a nine to five right now and they don't want to, and they want to be a stay at home mom more, or they want more free time or whatnot, but they've got to first do this saving part. That's them being consistent about the dream or part the of the process that they have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're totally right, Megan. And like, even, I mean, if you want to, even when you're married, there's still a risk there. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. you know, more than me, you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when I, I was going to say, when I first started, it was, I graduated college and was like, yeah, nope, I'm not even going to apply for jobs. I looked on some LinkedIn. I looked on some and I was like, I'm not even going to apply for jobs. I'm just going to move out to California. I've got about four months till I'm married to this guy Two, Maybe it was two or three months to this, I'm guy. Married to this guy. Yeah. Avery, um, my husband. Um, and I'm going to figure it out. I'm not even going to apply for health insurance because I'm not making income right now. And so I literally had no job lined up had no health insurance, was moving out to San Diego and was like, I've, I've got somewhat of a network down there because I have traveled freely to San Diego during college, to try and build a clientele to have portfolio work that looks like California. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to do it. My parents thought I was absolutely nuts. Um, I thought I was kind of nuts. And before we were married, I had booked sessions every weekend. I, it, it worked out. I jumped in, dived in did that. And I had the grace of knowing, well, if it doesn't work out, I am going to be married to this guy in two months and we'll be living together. So I won't be like completely like on my own in a car on the side of health insurance too. Right. Exactly. So I had the grace of having that, but then now every decision that we make about risk or jumping into something or investing in a business idea or thing, or what I'm working on right now has not been cheap or um, easy time-wise, but we have to consider our family obviously in it, but then we also have to consider what are, what is our goal? Our goal is more time and our goal is more freedom with money. And if it requires a little investment, hmm? realistic expectations yes. of what investing into that product thing, whatever is. is, yes. How much do you have to sell to make your money back? Mm-hmm. How much, you know, things like that, like really yeah. being realistic about your ability and not just throwing money at things saying, well, it's advertised as an investment in my business. So I'm going to give them my money and I will have invested in my business. It's like, no, what do you, what, <laughs> how's that going to look? What's that going to look like? When are you going like to be out of the red? Yeah. It's throwing spaghetti at the mall, at the mall, at throwing the wall spaghetti at the wall sticks. and seeing what sticks. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you can't yeah. approach a business like that. And I will say that I've worked with four people that approach business like that. And 
there's a reason why their business hardly exists anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it doesn't work. Um, it doesn't work. Yeah. I, I guess at the end of the day, in regards to being self-employed and entrepreneurial and things like that, it's, you have to understand that it's all on you. Every aspect of the business is all on you. If you're married, obviously you can include them in it and all that stuff. You should, because you are one. Um, it's the but, greatest and hardest part knowing it's yes, awesome. it is. It's the best because then, yeah, you're your own boss. You get to do your own schedule. You get to take on whatever work you want. But then on the flip side, you are investing your hard-earned money into it. Your money is what goes into paying for the travel. Your money goes into what pays for food. Your money goes into the equipment. You're the one that's screwed. If you have a sick day, sorry, there's no sick paid days. You just have to either figure it out or, or get in a loss. car accident and can't, <laughs> you know, do yeah, a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one of me. So I get hit by a car and it's like, crap, what do I do? And I'm contractually obligated to figure that out myself. There's no one else that can fix it for me. So I'm whiplash concussed, whatever. And I've got to figure it out. So it's, it's a blessing and a curse, but it's the honest truth to being an entrepreneur. And we chose that, that we were like, yeah, that's worth it for us. (laughs) It is. You have to really weigh, weigh what's worth it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. I don't know. That's it's, it's, I love it. I love it so much. I wouldn't change it for the world. Obviously there's risks, but everything has a risk. Like Mm -hmm. everything (laughs) there's a risk analysis. Yeah. You're sacrificing something in any route you go. So you just have to figure out what that needs to look like for you to have the most peace, Mm -hmm. I guess. But Mm -hmm. hopefully that like answers the sum of the DMS we get and the questions we get regarding it. Cause yeah, it gives a good, it's kind of like, hard to give like a step-by-step of how to do it. Cause there's no one way, but yeah, well, it gives an inside of like, it's hard. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of weekends I work, the amount of nights I work, <laughs> um, it's yep. hard, but it, when you have a vision, it's all worth it. Oh yeah. It yeah. Yeah. especially when it comes to fruition and it's like, yes, finally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, ladies, we love you. <laughs> love you. This, this week it comes out. I will be In driving to Kentucky on that Thursday. So next time we record this, we actually got to probably reschedule that recording, but um, <laughs> how about I think about Ooh, it? <laughs> we will talk after this. <laughs> All right. We love you. Oh, call in your hotline at Whoa, wait, 312-775-2615. All your what in the dang heck, crazy, weird, scary, uh, awkward moments, all of them. Um, leave your name and where you're from and get right into the, get right into the voicemail, ladies. We love it. Diddle down, diddle down and around. What is it? Just get right into the nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. All right. We love you. We love you guys. (laughs) Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.